Let's go! You are listening to a podcast of the Geek.io Media Network. For all of our shows and more, visit geek-io.net. And to help support the network, head over to patreon.com slash geek.io. Hello, gentle listener. While Geek.io holds its talent to the highest standards, what follows will likely involve the sort of language usually reserved for sailors on leave. If you're of a delicate disposition, then perhaps you would consider a different podcast. Queen Mother, Princess, a comfort for your loss. Thank you, Nadia. It is so good to have you back with us. I get to the river province to prepare for the ceremony. Yes, General. Did he freeze? He can enter look in headlights. Are you finished? This is the Geek.io Rant and Review with your hosts, CJ, Rachel, Raul, Gary, Josh, Jared, and everyone's favorite Aussie, Dale Campbell. So, hello, welcome to the Geek.io Show, episode number 223, our rant and review of Black Panther. I... (laughs) Am your host, CJ, uh, fade wipe into the rainforest boat. I'm uh, Raul. I don't know a catchy title, Garza. I'm Dale. I turned up to the wrong episode, apparently. Campbell. I'm Rachel. I don't want to be in that corset either. I'm Carrie, spearing and surfing on a car hood. Wilcox. And I'm Felix. <laughs> Just kidding. I'm a vegetarian. <laughs> oh, well done. Oh, man. So, um, normally during the top half of the show, we talk uh, production. But once we get through our spiel of doing funny things, uh, it's a Marvel movie, so yeah, we're just gonna talk about the movie today, you guys. <laughs> we're just they they had a budget; they used it. Yes, but can so, we? Okay, uh, production we'll, we'll, first time, or whoa, 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 go ahead. Well, we'll talk about. This is not a separated thing like it usually is. We will, um, we will uh, just kind of talk about it all at once. Okay, um, we usually do anyway. I, we'll yeah. get to that after we talk about the actual, like, getting through the top of the show stuff. Uh, of course, we're talking about Black Panther. It's only available in theaters because it just came out last weekend. Um, I'm, still, I'm still kicking myself, by the way. I'm never going to live that down. All right. So, uh, bye, everybody. We'll see you next week. And Dale, will record a new intro. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, T'Challa, the king of Wakanda, rises to the throne in the Iceman Club. Sorry. Are you, though? What? (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck just happened? (laughs) Love you, Gary. You're the best thing ever. Wow, we just like... (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm gonna mute myself now so T CJ can get. Yeah, I'm not. Gonna, yeah. I'm trying to read the thing here. Uh, T'Challa, the king of Wakandia, rises to the throne of an isolated, technological, lull, advanced African nation. But his claim is challenged by a vengeful outsider who is a child-born victim of T'Challa's father's mistake. Hey, CJ, you want to actually read what's written there and not your own shit? Nope, I tried it before. I've gotten interrupted now. I'm done. <laughs> uh, released uh, last weekend, the 16th of February, 2018. Uh, of course, we have Chadwick Boseman as T'Challa, Black Panther. Uh, Michael B. Jordan as Eric Killmonger, Black Panther. Lupita Nyong'o as Nakia. Nakia. Uh, Denai Guria as Okoye. Martin Freeman as Everett K. Ross with a shout out to. Um, shout out to Winston Duke for Maku. <laughs> yes, and also. Um, fuck. Uh, what the hell's his name? Um, Duke is probably the one that you're talking about, Mbaku. No, oh, him too. It, like, like um, well, pretty much everybody. Oh Angela Bassett as freaking mom and uh, Forrest Whitaker as uh, high priest. Dude who has all of the herb, if you know what I mean. He's Angela Bassett majestic as fuck. Yeah, man. Holy crap. Uh, there's a lot of trivia for this movie. Holy cow. <laughs> no, Holy Panther. Uh, yeah, Holy Cow is in India. Oh, he, here, here is the most obvious one. You can't one. do anything right! Like, tri trivia-wise, this is a film, I'm stealing this, CJ, about an African superhero released in Black History Month. African culture is celebrated across not only the U.S., but Canada and the U.K. as well. That is huge. Yes. That was planned. Yeah, it had better have been. Like, let's just oh, smack it right... Well, it wasn't just in America. It was, you know, we've got three different countries that are doing... That it all dropped in in the month that we celebrate Black History Month. Mm. And there are some fucking brilliant African-American, Black, South African actors and actresses in this movie with such diversity. We'll, we'll, we'll get to that here in a couple seconds, though. Um, I, I would like to hope that it wasn't intentional. No, this was it was absolutely intentional. This was one. This, Everything this was, Marvel was one hundred percent intentional. Yeah, absolutely. But it, it was intentional, not as in a, a pandering move, but as a hey, black people, here's a movie that celebrates your culture in the month that celebrates your culture. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> And also, we're sorry. <laughs> uh, first sure. collaboration between uh, Golem and um, Bilbo since The Hobbit, an unexpected uh, river barrel journey. And yeah, you know, the Tolkien white guys. Yeah, the Tolkien white guys. <laughs> Everyone's oh, favorite meme from such, the movie. I love their Tolkien scenes, too, where they're facing off with each other and just kind of go... Oh, yeah. this is so reminiscent. I absolutely, I absolutely just saw Schmeagol against freaking Bilbo in that scene. Yep. <laughs> right. Schmeagol, is that the Jewish counterpart? Yeah, exactly. He has a little yarmulke, eats bagels a lot. Why did you do There is a meme somewhere online that has... Put out a nice spread for you and decide you treat us. Put out a smear! 
But no, seriously, there is a meme that's online that ha- they photoshopped in Smeagol and Bill Hall, and you kind of yeah. go, oh my god. Great. Uh, Wakanda was mentioned, as a lo- it was mentioned as a location in the S.H.I.E.L.D. monitor and Iron Man 2. The location pinpoints the country as being situated on Lake uh, Turkana on the border of Kenya and Ethiopia. This region in real life is special for holding great mineral deposits, properties similar to Wakanda. The filmmakers created a unique culture for each of the Wakandan tribes to get a sense of of the country being a mix of different tribes. The border tribe was inspired by Lesotho uh, architecture language and uses a motif of blue and wood. The river tribe uses a motif of green and shells. The merchant tribe was inspired by Nigerian architecture and language and the golden tribe uses a continental symbol for the sun found throughout Africa. The Black Panther and Royal Palaces uses a motif of black and purple. This is a this is a, this is a dumb one. This is a second solo movie for a cap for a, a character introduced in Captain America Civil War. The other was Spider-Man Dale had it all wrong. I... 2000. <laughs> <laughs> Dale had it all wrong in 2017. It's kind of redundant after the shocking intro I've had. <laughs> so here's another interesting uh, little tidbit about uh, the Black Panther in general. When uh, Jack Kirby was told to put more white people in the original comic, That's the next disproven. issue had Black Panther fighting. That's hmm? disproven. Uh, the Black Panther fighting the clan was actually uh, pre Jack started pre Jack Kirby coming back to Marvel from DC. It Jack Kirby finished it in a glorious way. But it was not that was not created by that storyline was not created by Jack Kirby. Yeah, sad. Still fun though. It is fun. Uh, more white people in. Okay, fighting the Nazis. He was fully in on it though. Like the, I forget the I forget the artist and writer of it between uh, Kirby's entrance and exit from Marvel. But uh, yeah, it was it was more so fo- focusing on because at the time that that was written, the Black Panther movement had already started. So it was more so of a hey. Instead of fighting back against this, we're just going to embrace it. Makes sense. Tip so, of the hat, regardless. Yeah, exactly. While technically untrue, with the pe- wanting more white people in it, so they threw in the clan. It's still the roots are the the sentiment is there. Um. Yeah that that was a very that's a common misconception that got thrown around a lot since yeah. around. Um, and, it, and like I said, the, the sentiment is there that this was created in that sense, but it was not that, sadly. Uh, Kirby was a pretty staunch, like, um, equal rights activist on his own. So, you know, it definitely sounds like something he would fucking do. Um, so, yeah, there are... Uh, I, a- I have to do Shuri. I am definitely not touching. Is, is this Wakanda? What? Wrong. Hey, you, you might want to do the first one. No, because that, that was our, our opening one. Was it? Was it? Yeah. Assuming that intro is still going to be there, is it? That's the person who edits this show. Is it going to be there? Yes, Dale, it is. And I'm going to put this in here so you can actually... <laughs> Hey, hey, there's a highlighted one. I'm going to read it. Let's see if you can find it in the reading. Did he freeze? Like an antelope in headlights. Oh, we done. Are you done? Now you can have it, Raul. 
Is this Wakanda? No, it's Kansas. Wakanda will no longer watch from the shadows. We cannot. We must not. We will work to be an example of how we, as brothers and sisters of this earth, should treat each other. Now, more than ever, the illusions of division threaten our very existence. We all know the truth. More connects us than separates us. But in times of crisis, the wise build bridges while the foolish build barriers. We must find a way to look after one another as if we were one single tribe. Can we just can we just have a moment of appreciation for that subtle Trump slam? Yep. Oh, <laughs> subtle? Oh yes. Subtle? I didn't think this movie was subtle about walls specifically. I I I don't think this movie was subtle about slamming the current political environment. Just heads up. No, it was not. <laughs> it was it was about slamming it in so, our faces. But you that the king of a third world country runs around in a bulletproof cat suit. Why don't you ask him yourself? He's right outside at this very moment. You know what? This sounds like a great idea. See you later. Yeah, bye. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, Dale, we are Americans. We have a different definition of subtlety from the rest of the world. <laughs> <laughs> Varying degrees of subtlety. So, um, so this is a Ryan Coogler film. Uh, he wrote and directed. Um, he did Creed. Uh, he did Fruitvale Station, also starring Michael B. Jordan. Uh, he is a great, also based great. in Oakland, California, by the way. Yeah, he was. Like well, he was, was born and raised in Oakland, California. Mm. So um, he was one of those ones that swore that he was not going to deal with, you know, the. Um, because I remember having uh, after Fruitvale Station came out, uh, he obviously did a lot of press junkets on this one. Um, he was he's like, yeah, I fought my ass off to be able to get out of what was considered just the same routine over and over and over again to break the cycle. And <laughs> I granted two of the uh, most two of the most popular um, between Rocky and the Creed series and in this <laughs> oh boy this movie was just it was so powerful on so many levels yeah um it was it, it is such a strong strong movie um i mean dale you and i kind of nitpick and go over the um production side of things just give that like five minutes um i've seen the movie twice now uh, Dale, could you see anything? Because I didn't see a whole lot of any issues on the production side of things. I definitely here. didn't. I definitely couldn't see much. I tried. The there was. Time, I'm going to go through and I'm going to try and find. Like, I knew there wasn't going to be a lot because now, it's a Marvel movie. There was one problem I had with the sound. Now, I don't know if this is just a problem in the movie theater or if it is a mo the problem with the movie or if it's an edit thing like a different country different edit kind of thing but there was a random i think it was in the car chase scene on what clearly looked like to be the golden gate bridge where the sound has that glitch it's like a skip glitch kind of thing yeah it was like someone like, like heard the voice it fades out for a second it pops back in well, there was that. Oh, okay, now I have two problems. Um, that, that, that might have been the radio that they were using. 
Maybe, but there was a random. I think it's when the radio gets put on. No, that wasn't it. That moment was like, this isn't a a funeral or something like that. Oh, there was that bit. I wasn't. That was fine to me because you know that I sometimes that takes a second to to catch up. Uh, But there was a there was a bit on the on the bridge where it just it randomly sounded like a censorship beep. In the middle of nowhere? I didn't hear that. When the when the music was playing? Now, I think the only explanation I could put to it was that the song that they were using... Because, talk about the soundtrack in a minute, but there was a bit in the soundtrack where I think part of the uh, song said the N-word. And I think that they just did a censorship beep what was that uh, a hard sensor on it yeah a very hard sensor and well, this is a this is a kendrick lamar based soundtrack and yeah. while i'm not a huge and like you said we'll talk about that in a second it would not surprise me that one of his songs had the n-bomb in it so or just and not like not to not be you know not to be discriminatory but just to be more descriptive I guess. Well, no, I mean, that, I mean, that's Kendrick Lamar's music. Like, right. that's what he does. Right. And, uh, yes, he he toned it down a lot from in this soundtrack for what his other other projects yeah, have been but, in the past. I think they used one of his licensed songs maybe in the second cut instead of, like, an actual song for the movie itself. And that may have been what was causing that. But it, it definitely sounded like a censorship beep. It was very brief. But it took me out of it a little bit in that scene. It's like, did I hear that? Did I? It was, it was over everything. So like all of the background noise, all of the like the car sounds, and like all of the pow pows like stopped. And there was this random like beep for like a second. And the video <laughs> was fine. Beep, <laughs> beep. You put your beep in the middle of my movie. How dare you! It's like kind of like a car horn or something because I know like if they're gonna do that for America, and let's be honest, America they definitely would have censored the N word for a PG thirteen movie. Mm. They would do like an edit, a radio edit of the song where just the audio track is muted for that song, right? Like right. it's not beeped over. Something's actually taken out, and I don't know why that would have been changed. Yeah. It's, it's a very release? minor detail. Like it is like that big, but it, it's definitely noticeable to have it skip. Um, I did like the fact that like everything flowed through that, and it was just that little bit that was that was beeped out. But if I think it was a radio edit of that song, it would have been silenced, not beeped. So I think it was something that was picked up very late in the process, like in a very very last minute watching like once the final oh, edit was oh, done shit, we forgot that word right don't uh doesn't australia have some different sensor oh yeah they do but they we are very tough out here like r is not a thing for for starters uh which that is another conversation that we could have i don't i didn't know if we had it on the deadpool one but um, we had to dumb it down to ma15 plus which is basically 15 years and older. As opposed to R being 18? 17? 17. 17. Oh, 
18, 17, or parents taking their seven-year-old kids to a superhero movie. Which, by the way, why? But anyway, that's a whole other story. But that... Um, so, alright, real quick, I want to talk, I want to touch on the music. Sure. I am not a Kendrick Lamar fan. I, okay. it, I'm not, that's not my kind of music. But, sure. it was right as hell in this movie! It's awesome! Yeah. It was so good! The, the soundtrack really was something else in this one. It like, really was. Like, it was... Just, and, and, of course, the score is fantastic, as always, but, like... Yeah. The license- little oh good. So I was like all the touches of traditional African music that permeated that score were so good. Can we talk about the brilliance that is Killmonger's theme? Right. Oh my God! Just the pure, like the purest combination of African tribal music and smashing into modern hip hop was insane. It was blowing my fucking mind like it was amazing listening to killmonger's theme because that is killmonger that right. is his character and you could not have created a more perfect theme for this character i think the score uh symbolized a lot of what african music is today and i know that sounds like a white person saying that but i i went over to uh i went over to the pacific islands and they have very similar styles of music and yes that was in 2012 but that that progression of course naturally happens throughout uh, and of course the soundtrack has to be uh, on the opposite not necessarily the opposite side but it has to be more mainstream for it to be marketed yeah so uh, but did you notice that there was, was a good blend of like your exposition part and of the action yeah th- this movie was expertly paced um, it, it's a Marvel movie, but then it's not a Marvel movie because it's not action every ten minutes. Yeah, like you actually get story. And can we talk about the cinematography? Oh my god, the sw- gorgeous, sweeping shots, like held perfectly, like staged, absolute, fantastically. Like uh, the entire thing can be summed up strictly if you want. If you want a scenario of how like this movie is paced and how this movie is shot, just look at the Korea scene. Mm. Oh, the Korea scenes are great. I, I actually... The Korea scene is... That encapsulates the 1,000% way that this movie is... It, it, is just how great it is. Can we talk about the speakeasy we, Korea? Which is what I... What, what I'm now dubbing it. The speakeasy the, the, in the Korea. Speakeasy that was pretty great um i was actually about to bring up carrie and i were watching this like little mini uh documentary slash behind the scene things about that uh the other night uh was the director was the director I, the, talking about how he had a 3d render of the entire speakeasy printed out and little action figures of the characters Oh my god! To figure out everything that he wanted to do with the scene because it was all filmed simultaneously. Oh really? Yeah, Yeah, it was because that that scene, that the action scene, all single shot. That blew my mind. Right, it was one camera. Real. Yeah, like like they added like the spark effect from the spear. Yeah, but like when T'Challa kicks the guy into the bar, 
he's actually pulled back on a wire. When they throw the guy over the balcony, he actually takes that ball onto a pad. Yeah. When, uh, being- when the kid is shooting up onto the balcony and it pans up to Okoye's awesome ass spear fighting, <gasps> that is a camera on a wire flying up to the second story and being picked up from someone by behind it. Michonne's a badass, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she's um, she's striking bald too. Like it was. Oh my god. Also, there was a really cool commentary in that video about, and it just shows the attention to detail that went into this entire movie, right? We have Okoye, the traditionalist, wearing long flowing robes and griping about her wig. Uh, We have uh, Nakia, the innovator, the progressivist, wearing a 3D printed dress. Yes. And... Okoye, Nakia, and T'Challa together are wearing the colors of the Pan-African flag. Mm. And nobody else in that scene is wearing red or green. Huh. Meanwhile, Ulysses S. Claw is wearing blue, which is symbolic of British colonialism. Yes. Because what did the British sailors wear? Blue. And Claw seemed like he's an insane... Like, he was just having to blast that entire movie. Right. The two villains in this are, yes, two drastically different villains, but I fucking love them. Claw is one of the most fun villains that they have ever had. Like, Not, not to mention one of their best reimagined Marvel villains. Yes. Most of the, Cla- most of the villains, they tend to stay pretty close to the chest, too. But Claw, yeah, like, they did not. No, because I really wanted to see him show up in his ridiculous-ass red and purple bullshit thing that he wears. <laughs> With his satellite dish hand. Satellite yes, dish. I wanted to see that once and just him be like, no, this is fucking... And I, I, I think he had a tuning fork on the head. I'm not sure. Uh, no, it's that was Black Bolt. You're thinking, you're thinking of uh, Black Bolt now. Black Bolt, yeah. But yeah, Claw, the master of sound, and, and, and. It's exactly like I wanted it just to call out to that. Just feel like. I'm so glad we didn't, though, because there is so much nuance that went into this movie, and it really lets the standout elements shine the way they're supposed to. Yeah. Here's Here's a nice little thing that I didn't catch and actually just saw pointed out by a friend. The uh, the final climactic battle between Killmonger and T'Challa. Mm. It's fought on an underground railroad. Oh, I don't believe oh. that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I figured. I figured that that's what that was. What that was. Because they oh. had to have got get that all from yeah. Um, <laughs> about that. Dale. So and so, welcome. The antithesis of uh, Claw being this over-the-top, fun, ridiculous villain. You have the best Marvel villain, in my opinion, in Killmonger. He is relatable. You don't want to hate him. You want you understand his cause. You understand what he is fighting for. And it is not just to take over the world. It is to get. It is to avenge his family right the wrongs that were done to him by, oh, I don't know, leaving him a fucking orphan and his uncle flying off in his uh, Bugatti spaceship. Right. Like, if you cannot think of a better catalyst 
for a villain and have it well written as as well written and well performed as Michael B. Jordan does. For yeah, freaking he he wasn't just a nameless villain that just came out and like oh we defeat him it's the end. He wasn't evil for the sake of evil. Yeah, like he he wasn't the freaking like the army that came out in Avengers. They're like. Oh, these guys are evil. We kill them. No, no repercussions. But I mean, uh, what you call it? T'Challa actually felt the. I'm losing a cousin. I'm losing family. Yeah. Like he he was saddened that he did he couldn't convince him that there was another way. And he's very three dimensional. Like a lot of villains don't have that much personality to them. Especially comic book villains. Right. Like, like when we had Charles on the other day and he talks about them being characterizations rather than characters. Every single person in Black Panther who was not a background NPC was a character. Yes. Um, and like, I had, I had a similar idea. I had a similar like about Killmonger with Zemo. Like, it is a character, a Zemo from Civil War. Uh, for those who are watching this and don't understand the Marvel Universe, I'm sorry. <laughs> Go back and re-listen uh, to our episode of Captain America Civil War. Zemo was another very well-done character with good, like, good reason to be a villain. Like, hmm. you, you killed my entire country and didn't try and, did not properly save these people, especially my family. Oh, yeah, guess whose name was on that missile? <laughs> Surprise. Fuck you, Dark. <laughs> Fuck you, Tony Stark. Yeah, um, it, it, like, it's, even, it's yeah. even hard to say that Killmonger was a villain because he was just, he was an extremist. Yes. He was doing what he felt was right and needed and going to whatever means necessary to rectify the wrong. Yeah. And, I mean, that's... But I mean, sadly, when you go over that when you go over that line too far, I mean, that's when you become an active villain. That is when you mm-hmm. become a person that does kind of need to be taken down because, as seen, he's a very dangerous man. <laughs> yeah, and in great ways, like his his fantastic. Like you had an entire you had an entire lifetime of a story with this villain too. You had. From his childhood, you had through exposition the fact that he has went through and has killed all of these people only to get revenge on T'Chaka and T'Challa. A lot of people, too. Yeah, entire bodies worth of people. Right. <laughs> that would have sucked for uh, fucking bo- for uh, being in makeup that long, by the well, way. What was right. great about this was that it's a Marvel movie, but then it's not a Marvel movie at the same time. It doesn't follow their... That's what now, they did. Okay. They're pretty good at getting away from those lately. Like, yeah, they, 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 they've been trying to get away. It's an amazing solo movie. What has been considered a Marvel movie pretty much stopped with Avengers 2 and Thor to Dark World because they realized that those weren't well done. We needed to do something different. That's when you start getting things like Captain America, Winter Soldier, mm. and um, Thor Ragnarok, and Spider-Man like, Homecoming. Spider-Man mm. Homecoming, and this. Dale, whether you like it or not, it was not a proper super. It movie. It was superhero. not a typical Marvel movie. I'll give you that. So they realized that they were starting to become... By the paint by the numbers, and they stopped doing that. 
And I cannot be more thankful for that because as we've seen, when we start getting paid by the numbers, we get shit like Justice League. Mm-hmm. <laughs> by the way, inside bar, I'm so glad that no one openly booed in the movie theater to this movie. Just heads up, like they did oh, in Justice no. League. We we had our our row at Studio Movie Grill. We had the delight of sharing with a full family. Oh, nice! And the mm-hmm. sweetest Southern elderly African lady. Oh, that's fantastic. She was an absolute delight to sit next to. Oh, you know, excuse me, pardon me, as as walking past. Hey, if I start snoring, just give me an elbow. Oh, nah, our movie theater was full and of white people. I want to hug you. Yeah, th- yeah there were celebrates every part of the culture. It was amazing. That and that's the thing. Like I, I mentioned to, this to Josh on the way back. Yes, this is a superhero movie. This is technically aimed at everybody. But watching this movie and experiencing it and absorbing all of the references, all of the homages, the commentary of the story, this movie is aimed at me because it's aimed at everybody. But it it, it was not made for me. Yeah. It was a, yeah. it was made for people of African heritage, and it was a privilege that we were invited to share. Right, yeah, we absolutely. were, yeah, we were, we were welcomed into their culture for for two hours. Yeah, yeah. and, and that's way, it, I felt welcomed. My, yeah. my favorite meme of this whole thing, by the way, Josh, <sighs> was not the Tolkien white guys. It was the, uh, what, can you imagine the pushback if we created a Scandinavian superhero from a secret country? And the pushback is, yeah, it's called Thor. They made three of them. <laughs> 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 Oh, I like that a lot, actually. That's really good. Can we go? That was so bit? good. It's really um, good. Going into production, back to production. We're, we're talking about everything. Yeah. The costume designs were <sighs> The costume oh, was like, spectacular. Rachel pointed not, out. Not like, even going to lie, I was legit jealous of some of these people and how spectacular they looked. I was talking to Carrie about this after the movie. Uh, I, I can't remember what what tribe it was he specifically was but the man with the lip plate oh yeah fucking the green suit the, mer- the merchant tri- the merchant tribe <clears throat> the holy shit <laughs> right and the the border tribe and their vibranium shield cloaks yes i okay so there's a separation here and i'm glad that they did it but i can't hold, i can't not call them by their animal tribes <laughs> so like yeah the rhino tribe i'm so glad they did not Call Mbaku Manape. <laughs> can we talk about new? Speaking of nuance, Mbaku in the comics yeah. was a violent, angry black man who wanted Wakanda to engage in human sacrifice. Eight people to get who ate people, eight gorilla, eight magical gorillas to get his power. Right. Like, oh, see, the, they actually did a throwback to that because he's like, <laughs> "I will feed you to my children." But those rhinos, though. Yeah. <laughs> that he was brilliant. I fucking love Umbaku. Like, and they had him in there just enough for him not to be like obnoxious. Like, yeah. 
Uh, also, uh, shout out to being the most realistic person that I can attach to, uh, the middle-aged white guy who's just there and is happy to be along for the ride. Right? <laughs> that was literally, that's literally me. And I'll I, talk about that uh, later on I before my toe representing me in this movie. Just being, a, just being an older white guy who is just okay with being, uh, being accepted. I'll talk like, about that when I, when I give my toes for this movie. Yeah. Also, go figure, when it comes to adapting a problematic character of a very specific race, Maybe you should consult people of that race well, on how to make them better. Yes, exactly. It's like if We're you want a well-done woman in your movie, I don't know, maybe having an intelligent woman write, write the fucking movie is what you need. Because then if you don't have it, she gets shit on in the fucking movie. And women were not just in front of the camera in this movie either. The cinematographer was a woman. Yep. The wardrobe designer was a woman. It was a woman, yes. And let's talk about the wardrobe of our warrior women. <gasps> the Dora Milaje are so beautiful, and this their robes were amazing. Oh right. my god! Everything was 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 probably like custom made. Nothing was like well, cut out from something. General. Look yeah. at our general. Yes. Uh, okay. There was not a lot of skin. Ex actually, even in the red dress, there was not a lot of skin. There was quite a bit of boob going on in the red dress, but that was obviously because, let's face the type of establishment they're walking into. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and, and she wore like, it like a uniform. This, 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 this hair is an abomination. By the way, and I listened to this a second time, the 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 wig was slightly weighted, so when she threw it, it made an impact. That right. was great. You heard that audible thunk. Yeah, when she oh. threw the wig at a person, it made a thump. I'm like, okay, I thought I heard it wrong the first time. When we watched it the second time, I'm like, nope, there was definitely a thump when she threw that wig. And, <laughs> and it, in the theater, it was Aaron, me, CJ, then Kiara. And Aaron leans over to me and goes, Mommy, her hair just used as a weapon. And I was like, yeah, I heard it. Yes. That's how wigs and work, like, child. Looking at their armor, you see the Dora Milaje show up for the first time, and you don't think, look, eye candy. You don't think, look, sexy. Yeah. You think, you look, holy oh, fuck, badass. Warrior. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> you, you, like, right maybe, maybe the Amazonians should take some pointers from that armor. Oh, they did, they and then there was shit on her fucking Justice League. Right? Yeah. They are and majestic and powerful, and they give no fucks. Nope. Oh, yes, they give no fucks. Let's also talk about, because I, I want to talk about this, because this, for me, was the biggest thing. The sister. Oh, my God. The smart love, sister scientist. I love Shuri. Wakanda. Shuri? Shuri is the best in this entire shit. Disney First of all, yes, when she, she walks ever. away from mom and, you know, King to be with her middle finger raised behind Mama's back, and Mama goes, Shuddy? And she's like, oh. She's got that look on her face. Sorry, like, Mom. Damn it, how did she see me? Honey, mommies have eyes in the back of our head. My son leans over to me and goes, Mommy, she saw her and she didn't move her head. Nope. And then he goes, the daughter, the sister is sassy. She's a lot like Kia. I was like, oh shit. Judy <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, like, does remind not... me a lot of Kiara. Like, what, what I can imagine Kiara when she becomes 19. Like, oh, just the, the sass with the intelligence and like... Inventing it, fist lasers? Uh -huh. Inventing fist lasers and... <clears throat> and cars. Sneakers. Sneakers. <laughs> Get it? Oh, Get it? What are those, Beam? 
<laughs> one of those, man. Sneakers. Oh, sneak. Everyone will roar laughing. You know, what conversation with Bilbo Baggins when he wakes up and he's like, when was this? When was that? That doesn't happen. No, it happens here. I fixed you. We're in Kansas. We're in Kansas. We're in Kansas. Oh, I'm great. Another broken white boy for me to repair. <laughs> I laughed my ass <laughs> off at that. He, he didn't fix. care that he, uh, T'Challa was going to be, or is king. It's just like, he's my brother. Yeah, I'm going to treat brother. him like I, I was the I only one it. that laughed at the white jokes. In the, no, in the movie. I laughed at them too. No, no, in <laughs> my movie theater. In my movie theater. And she's like, I make your suit. And lo, oh, look at me. I Wait, uh, let's pause this fight. Let me get my ha- my helmet on. I don't like the part where they were trying the new suits. And she was like, just go ahead and strike this one. No, not that hard. <laughs> yeah, I invite you to come fix things. And you go trashing everything in my lab. And he's like, Drag it again. Yeah. What's that for? Were you recording for research purposes? <laughs> Delete that footage. <laughs> Delete that footage. <laughs> Delete that footage. It is the look on her face of, oh, I can't fucking wait to watch you get launched. Yeah, that, that shit. That shit's going on Wakanda YouTube now. Wakanda <laughs> tube. Angela Bassett oh. carrying the room, the weight of the world on her shoulders, with hardly a single spoken line. Yes, when she was on screen, you paid attention to Angela Bassett. Like, and she had like five lines during the entire thing. But when she was there, she was boom, there. She was the fucking queen. Also, queen of Wakanda, white hair. (laughs) So, think about this. One of her biggest lines. Your father and I will talk about this for years. We know daddy's dead. Daddy's gone. Done. Not there. The fact that she flat out says we will talk shows something extremely deep in their culture. So, yes, he's dead. He's gone. But he is still here. He is still with us. And that's something that that is an African way of thinking. I mean, it's yep. just a circle of life. I mean, That's a huge tribal way of thinking. Yeah. You know? Speaking of that, there was a great metaphor with that. Uh, when T'Challa finished his first challenge and was crowned king the first time, he, get, he travels to the ancestral plane and he rises up on the plains of Africa. The man it, Dressed as a king. As yep. a man. And he faces his father as a king and yes he's still you know i missed you i'm not ready for you to go but the core of himself is still that man when killmonger is as we know now falsely crowned king he's a child. and he travels he shows up as a child i yes. mean he's not yeah he's not fal- yeah child, i get what you mean child, but a child getting into mischief I love the fact that yeah. in that scene, the first thing that he goes to is where the weapons were held. Just FYI. But that's where daddy hid his book, because yeah. that's where he grew up. He went to his most primal, primary, basic memory. Yep. It's it's a reflection of their soul, is how they experience the ancestral plane. Hmm. Yep. So here we have T'Challa with wide open changes obviously on the horizon 
You see okay. the panthers on the tree, and you know that this is his path. Also, uh, going back to the second time him visiting the, the actual plane, and how during the first time it was sunrise. It was sunset. Behind that, it was sunset. Behind that, it was sunrise. Yeah. And the second time was completely during the day. Yeah. When he was there, you were wrong. To all of the to all of the former Black Panthers, and Bostet was there. <laughs> so, yeah. oh, yeah, he, he's he takes on that very we did we as the Black Panthers, who are supposed to be protecting our people for this reason. This is why we have this wall up around us. This is why we have this protection to protect us, and we didn't protect one of our own. We did the disservice to him. We are the reason he is here. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. we need to fix it. And your mistakes, all of you, literally every single one of the previous Black Panthers, whether part of his origin, his current tribe, or any of the, and you could see who was in what tribe based on what colors they were wearing. Right. In the astral plane. All of you fucked up. Yeah, also, apparently, some of them were women. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. The Black Panther yeah. is not the Black Panther is not the is not from a single tribe. It can be from any tribe, uh, and it also is. Well, that's it, why when the sister raised her hand during, I was so first, happy because uh, in the comics, Shoddy becomes a Black Panther. But she raises her hand and goes, "Can we be done with this? Yeah, this corset um, is just painful." <laughs> she did look uncomfortable. But there physically was that moment where. Angela Bassett's character looked at her like, oh shit, are you really going to fight your brother for I think this? she could have taken him, by the way. <laughs> like, she would have owned his ass. She would have pulled some shenanigans. Obviously, T'Challa's the better fighter, but she would have pulled some shenanigans. She's a rogue AF, man. Like, <laughs> So he can give zero Fs just like everybody else, and let's face it, she's obviously got some really strong women around her, so she would have no problem. And T'Challa needs that. He yes. needs these people around him who see him as brother, as friend, as my douchebag ex, rather than just <laughs> right, as okay. the king. Yeah. And the great thing is, is that he recognizes that. Yeah. And pulls well, these people around him. No, see, she doesn't look at him as douchebag ex. She looks at him as, hey, this is the path that I want to take, and you're not I, willing to accept that right now, so we'll see. I know. Then. I just. I, 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 I couldn't resist and... saying that, but yeah, I know. <laughs> That's fair. Um, and the obviously scene where... there's still love between them, so... But there's oh, yeah. still that connection between the two of them. So, over-under on when the uh, when X-Men are finally able to come into the MCU, we get a... Uh, 2,900 at this here. point. <laughs> 2,900. Um, it's happening. Uh, whatchamacallit, there's this one scene that I remember uh, when... What's his name? Mabaku? Mbaku. Mbaku. M apostrophe B A K U. Yeah. Rao has a hard enough time with English, much less. <laughs> okay. So when, when they're there, they're offering him the fruit of the Black Panther, the mm -hmm. to give him the power Heart of the Black Panther. Yes. The yeah. They're offering he, him pomegranates. The chance to yeah. become the Black Panther because technically <laughs> he could have beaten T'Challa. Oversized pomegranate juice. Yes. Well, no, he lost to T'Challa, but they—they're like, you, this is the only guy that we have a chance that because they didn't think T'Challa was alive. This is the only man that we can think of that has the strength and the ferocity. Oh yeah, like he—he Killmonger. He—he yeah. thinks, he he thinks over it for like a second. He's just like, 
I, I need to show you something. But that's his kid. Like that's the great that's thing I love about how they evolved Man Ape's character into this his own entity. You can no longer really even associate him with Man Ape because he is one hundred percent his own character, and that was summed up in that scene. It's like I can take this. I can get the power that I want. Or I can do the right fucking thing, and he did the right fucking thing. Yeah. Right, because the thing that is, is that Mbaku is an honorable man. He's not a bad guy. He felt he was when he challenged T'Challa. He legitimately was doing so for what he felt was the good of his people and the good of Wakanda, even though they're not technically yep. even the same country. Yep. Hell, the only problem he had with Shuri is that she's so young and doesn't respect tradition. He didn't care that she's a girl. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, it, was never, it was never a technology is based from her too. He was a well, little uh, it, at that. Well, it wasn't but yeah, it's but it's because he she was young and yeah, like Carrie said, not traditional, but putting it was never, so much weight onto this child. Yeah, it was never this child. It was never it was never a female child. It was this child. This it was never mentioned as girl or anything like that. This because child, yeah. Obviously, there are strong ass women everywhere around this fucking oh, yeah. time. Like yeah, like his problem with Shuri is that she was young and that she was irreverent and it was portrayed more as he see he was like basically he was afraid of Wakanda going too far to the modern side and leaving their roots behind. And yeah. so he was doing what he felt was necessary. He wasn't being an antagonist, he was trying to do the right thing and he shows yeah. that by coming through in the end. Well, he also has to deal with the fact that, and what was it? No Black Panther or no Wakandan king has been to this area for X amount of years. Yeah, it's I like, I can't apologize for my dad, but, you know, here I am. Right. Yeah, exactly. I, lo I love T'Challa's response you know, to that. Don't blame me for the problems that my forefathers gave us because well, I am not them. Well, he didn't go there willingly. He got thrown off and f was found in the snow by them. But he could have just been like, all right, fine, I'm here, I have my body back, I'm leaving. He didn't. Yeah, he yeah, didn't. yeah. He still respected Not, not to mention, they didn't have to save him. Yeah, exactly. Right. And he didn't they have to left him there. sister safe either. Well, he did. Uh, he did spare his, his life, so. Yeah, that was, yeah, that like, was the whole favor life. for a favor thing. But again, like, he, he's, he's an honorable man, right? So a lesser man could have been like hey here's the guy that beat me in combat if i let him die here then i can take over yeah but he didn't he did have a choice as yeah. as mbaku sees it he didn't but in reality he absolutely did he just happened to make the right one yes yeah imagine that oh man hmm, making good choices who would have thunk it? I, I love when he shows up in that final fight. Yes. Right. Oh. Okay. So, um, actually, I think we will take a break here before we get into the finale of the uh, of what we're talking about here. Um. So yeah, uh, because I mean we're going to be heading into the finale and everything like that. I kind of want to talk about you know just a little bit more of that. You mean you mean uh, the you mean the credits that no one in my movie theater stuck around for? Ours either. What the hell is wrong with you people? <laughs> and here's my kids once again going. Why are you leaving? Are you people dumb? Like even <laughs> when the kids. even when the animated like part was going on, people like everyone left. No one stuck around for the animated credits, which are the best 
well, not in this case, but uh, nearly always the best part. It's the best they part are one s- of the best parts of the end of a movie. It was the best part yeah. of Spider-Man Homecoming. Um, Ooh. Can we just say the Stanley... Uh, <laughs> CJ shaking his head furiously. The Stanley cameo listeners. was great. <laughs> I'm just going to take those over here for safekeeping. Oh, the simulations though are so good. Before we, you know, I know we're we're ramping up to a break, but the 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 car in the career scene and the um, simulated spaceship. I made it American style for you. <laughs> American also, style for shout you. out to Okoye on the car. Yes. Car in hand, dress billowing in the wind. That was one of my favorite shots in the entire movie. Actually, no, it was my favorite shot. And when the car, I like the part with the car, like the other, I can't remember the other two that were in the other car. But when the, when the car like gets blasted and here she comes down the hill just sitting on the remains of a chair, (laughs) go-kart style going down the hill. Oh man, Okoye's spearing the hood and surfing down it, but just like the shot of her standing on it and the camera actually freezes for a second and you get to see this warrior woman in her full glory. Right. Yes. Just shout out to the simulation team. My favorite scene has to be her jumping off the balcony inside the club <gasps> and the skirt behind her with the spear up in hand and she just catches the air and lands right on top of her target. That that was hot. The career the career speakeasy has to be my favorite for sure. Um, yes. The uh, rhino scene, which we're gonna talk about. Oh yes. yeah. Okay, we're rhinos. gonna take our break because we're gonna have to Because uh... otherwise we're not gonna stop gushing. Right, alright, so Never um... stop gushing. Don't Heck. stop gushing. Okay. Um, so, uh, thank you guys for hanging out with us. Greatly appreciate it. Uh, for podcast listeners, right, you know, right about now, you're going to be hearing some ads from our sponsors. Check them out. We love our sponsors. Um, everybody, you're going to have a, we're going to have a little bit of a musical interlude here from the one, the only Jonathan Young and his cover of, because I can't think of a better movie that could represent this from Pocahontas, his cover of Savages. Stay tuned. Now we took 
I love how low that song is. The yes. bass on that is amazing. It's so good. Uh, there's a reason why it is one of his top downloaded listen to songs on Spotify. <laughs> oh, man. So we're back, you guys. We're back. Uh, really double quick, feature. I want to thank uh, the one and only Taco Lady for supporting us on Patreon. You can do that over at oh. patreon.com. Thank, thank you, Taco Lady. Thank you, Taco Lady. You're so cute. It's a yeah, I have to say that because you're my wife. It's a coward. Wait, Beyonce, we're not married not, yet. You're not married yet, boy. You boy. don't get there yet. Yet. Wow. You I love that. The is like, you're not married yet. I tell you when you're back. I don't know why I'm doing this voice. I don't know what this voice is. I'm not sure what that is. <laughs> I don't know. And now I've gone all fuzzy. Oh. Dad voice? Because I can dad voice you if you want. Hang on. There we go. <laughs> What the sure. I should have wore this in the first act when I fucked up so much. <laughs> See, look at me, my hat's cute. You can't judge me. <laughs> Let's go. Alright. Let's go. <laughs> oh man. Uh so welcome back, friends. Uh we're gonna do a little bit more gushing. You never stop the gushing. That voice. Oh, in the dad, Dia wants your wants your vows to be read in your uh, quote unquote dad voice. Dale, that wasn't my dad voice. That was just that was just <laughs> me being dumb. <laughs> and if I if you want me to be Make dumb, my like Carrie's favorite thing on Dale is making having him sing things. No, mine is making Dale incredibly uncomfortable. That I don't know how to speak to girls. Mind. What do you want from me? <laughs> I don't know. It's just, it's vows, dude. You just read them. <laughs> you just gotta do it in your dad voice. Last time I checked, I I've been to a couple of weddings. Last when my dad's married again, and I I don't remember them having like palm cards at the wedding. Just FYI, a lot of uh, weddings where the couple writes their own vows. They usually will have like a little index card or thing. They, they yeah, be, because uh, c call it a hunch, I don't think yours and Dia's wedding is going to be but, the traditional ones. So. But, but also, but also, <laughs> it was a stand-up comedy routine, so there is that. So I suppose there was no need to uh, have five cuts. And there's us, there's us groomsmen off to the side going, best men off to the side going, and, yes and. <laughs> so, um, Back on the Black Panther, uh, <laughs> my my nickname for myself was almost, and if Raul, if I if this is one where we wrote them down, Raul's nickname would have been uh, Rhino licking his mommy. <laughs> Vibranium plated battle rhinos. Right. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, so good. Oh my god! The, oh. The, the intricacies of how they use vibranium in this show—it is not in this movie. It is not just here is a magical MacGuffin that sometimes we use for things. No, like it is obvious that this vibrate the vibranium is so ingrained in their culture, and they use it so well, and the tech is so rad. Yeah. Um. Oh, what was it? It wasn't just the rhinos. It was their clothes. Oh, the, so it was only two tribes that were really 
fighting each. Well, it was three at the end, mm. but it was the no, it was the royal guard, right? Yeah, the Dora Milaje. And that's a tribe unto itself, right? Uh, no, they are a military force. Yeah, they're okay. dedicated strictly to the crown. Like that, okay. they're, they're the crown's guard. As okay. proven when Killmonger takes over and the Dora Milaje are like, we were paladins, you guys. We have our vows and we stick to those vows. Yeah. And then you had the other one with the cloaks. The border that, tribe. Border tribe. Yeah, that were actually, eh, yeah, we, we, we kind of agree with this new. Yeah, everybody else was just kind of like, I mean, he's the king now, I suppose. Like he, like even Umbaku's like, yeah, was it uh, was an unfair trial by combat? Well, no. Well, he just lost. <laughs> like, technically, yeah. it was uh, it was mom and sister and girlfriend who were just like, yep, fuck tradition. <laughs> also, yeah. Well, and that's right. And then when you know, it was only when. T'Challa came back and is like, I'm alive. I didn't yield. The challenge isn't over. And Killmonger said, fuck the challenge is when they were all like, yeah, no, you're not the king because you're not you're not following yeah. what you're supposed to be following. Traditions, right. And the law. Also, <laughs> I, like that entire last fight scene was so well done because the Dora Milaje went before like everything started going apeshit with the bump. Well, <laughs> 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 I just do it naturally now. Thanks, Josh. Uh, You're welcome. Um, I did it before I met you. Who am I joking? Who am I kidding? Uh, Next step, Felix. Yes, right. Um, So, before everything tilted sideways, the Dora Milaje were using only the blunt ends of their sticks against the border tribe. They did not want to kill anybody. Then, you know, the battle rhinos came out, and they're like, oh, shit. Uh, Yeah, about that. No, let, let's talk about, yes, the women were the ones that were like, no, we're not doing this because we want to. We're doing this because we have to, because it's the right thing to do. The rhinos are called out. And let's talk about the, oh, hi, mom. Lick. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like uh, that would that was uh, like I said that my title was almost uh, giant rhino licking his mommy, like yeah, and um, like at the end you're like, don't do the stupid uh, decision and try and go out fighting like a badass. The situation is you don't have a way out of this. Yeah, right. It's like all right, buddy, you're not a bad person. We understand what you're going through. Don't do the stupid thing. Just lay down your arms. Oh man, though Okoye's delivery of that line—you know—would w- you strike me down, my love, for Wakanda without yeah. question? Yes. Right. And he's like, like um, I love you, "But I'll fuck you up." Phrasing? She did not get to be the general of the Dora Milaje by fucking around. I'm right. also glad that it, they changed the Dora Milaje around just to basically be the crown's guard in this because, like. In the in the comics, they're treated. They're the crowns guard, yes, but they're also kind of like the bridal training grounds for the king. Like the general. That's a little weird. The, the, pretty much like the 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 king will choose a Dora Milaje to become his queen, and it's so not, it's not like an arranged marriage kind of thing. And it's it's mostly just because again we want to have a strong woman as the queen. So like, who's the strongest woman in the entire country? 
it's the Dora Milaje. But they, they're kind of treated, at least until Storm comes around, as kind of a bridal breeding ground. Yeah. Then Storm well, came around and T'Challa's like, though. ooh, pretty goddess lady. I want to marry this pretty goddess lady. <laughs> and he marries the pretty goddess lady. <laughs> he marries the pretty goddess lady. and everyone That would be that. a great uh, uh, offshoot when it had Black Panther and Storm. Yeah, I think if this movie would have taken place, you know, if this movie came out this time next year, now that Fox has uh, gone through and everything like that, they probably could have had Storm in there, and that's how you introduce the X people into uh, the MCU. But, I mean, I kind of like the fact that they're not doing that as well. Because, I mean, that marriage itself was kind of problematic because they're like, uh, uh, we, we have these two strong black people, uh, 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 put them together, they're over there. Right. Ah, okay. Yeah, that, it was, it was very, like, what are we going to do with these two strong black people? We can't have them separate. Let's put them together because that makes sense question mark i mean i could kind of see it as a diplomatic marriage with wakanda reaching out ties to the rest of the world but that kind of invalidates the t'challa shuri storyline that we just got yeah and and like it was i mean she is not well she's a queen but it was not like they, they wrote it very well like they wrote it that these two people fell in love under no pretense that they were a king and queen of two different countries like so mm. these two people fell in love and got married eventually and it's like oh wait now we rule two kingdoms <laughs> um so it was never like a diplomatic marriage um and but it, it was also like like i said though at the time they're like we have these two strong black characters and they obviously need to be together because we don't really want interracial relationships yeah. mm. And God forbid there be more than one powerful black woman in all of the Marvel universe. Yeah, now that's changed, thankfully. Like that's a lot yeah. different now. We have a uh, we have a future traveling black woman, Captain America. We have um, we have two Black Panthers, one of which is Shuri. Um, we have you know obviously Storm. We have a bunch of X people Wait. who are strong black women. Like it's gotten a lot better. But this was back in the 80s where they're just like, uh, yeah, having a black woman and a white man be together or a white man and a a black man and a white woman be together. I mean, that's still frowned upon in some of those nations. Not gonna lie. Also, guess what, you guys? I'm just saying. There's there's a a movie that's headlined by all black people with a ton of really powerful women at the forefront and the world isn't burning down! Yes, I mean... Right. And, and, and it's not a... Uh, a uh, okay, I'm going to say this. It's not a gangster movie. A yes, gangster. exactly. It is hmm. not your... It is not your... Uh... Yeah, I know I fucked up the intro, but that's, that's seriously a good point. It's not that type of movie portraying that type those type of people and i think carrie said it earlier like charles was talking about uh, the last time when we did bright was those people were characteristics less than characters whereas in this movie they're fully developed characters and they stand on their own and don't need those stereotypes to be dependent on exactly 
Uh, but then again, I mean, like Carrie said earlier as well, I don't know if you want to have well-written and well-scripted, well-directed uh, African-Americans. I don't know. Maybe you should go to the source. And not fucking... And and they, they didn't shy away from when Killmonger's like, where was Wakanda when all this shit was going on? Yeah. yeah. Like, we, we hid, because that's what we do. So when we went to see Black Panther... There were, it was a very diverse crowd. I mean, Josh noticed it right off the bat. I noticed it as well. There were people of all ages, all genders, lots of people of color there. And when Killmonger said, bury me in the ocean with my ancestors who jumped from the ships because they knew that bondage was better or that death was better than bondage. There were audible gasps and murmurs in the theater. Yeah, and, and sorry, I'm distracted by auto mod and shit. Right. <laughs> so, Carrie, the audible gasp. When we did our first round, because we went on Friday night, because this was one of those that if something was going to happen at the theater, I wanted to preview what was going on because we do have younger children. And though they realize that Black Panther is not a real character, it is a comic book, it is fictitious, I wanted to make sure that everything in there was appropriate. Yeah, sometimes I'm that mom. That, also, we wanted a date night away from We had a date night. So it was, you know, dual purpose, and we both understood and agreed that. Don't judge us. Parenting is tough. I know it's... we do weird things. We went and saw Winter Soldier without even seeing any of it. Sure, let's go. This happened to have because it does deal with some touchy subjects. Yes. So I wanted to be able to front load the fact that I was going to have to answer some questions for my kids, possibly, because we know my kids read more than a lot of kids. The audible gasp that was there was exactly that. It was audible. Yeah. And there was black, white, Asian, Hispanic, old, young, you know, probably like 16, 17 young because it was, you know, 10 o'clock at night. Mm. So we went back on Saturday at a matinee showing with both kids. That line came out and Aaron, our seven-year-old, turns around and goes, they really jumped from ships. He'd rather. And he just stopped there because he's whispering in my ear. Thank God he's got tubes in his ears now because that could have been. Oh, could you imagine? <laughs> and I, I was like, yes, he goes. I can see where they wouldn't want to be put into slavery. From a seven year old. So. Fast forward a couple hours into the evening. We had to have the slavery talk. We've talked about it before. Because obviously they just learned about MLK in school. And they do something every year for MLK. Shortened Martin Luther King. Yes. Um, you never know. There might be someone listening that goes, MLK, who the fuck's that? International. I, Both I kids are bouncing ideas back and forth. And they're all legitimate 
honest ideas. Kiara comes out with, I understand it now. They probably could have fixed him and all the problems that were going around. But they probably would have locked him up for all the bad things that he'd already done. Yeah. Well, I, I, mean, went, I don't know. Trying to overthrow you're, country. You're not wrong. <laughs> Aaron pipes up with, but slaves didn't do anything wrong. They just existed as people. And then, with, but they weren't people. They were slaves. They were property. So here's a seven and eight year old having this back and forth conversation over their dinner. Right. That most adults can't fathom or realize that this is the problem that we're having with society as a whole. And this is stemming because of a fictitious movie. I mean, we 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 had the we had this conversation on Wonder Woman too, and it sparked a lot of conversations around then uh, about strong women in in movies, and there was conversations that were bouncing back and forth about that. And I, yep. I said this in the Discord not to not to diswarrant the conversation in question, but this definitely did spark the, the conversation about African well African people in today's culture and and by association and i don't need to be sensitive or 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 disrespectful but in particular african-american people because well there's not really that many african australian people i'm just going to be blunt and about how you know african-american people's place in current society it's definitely thought-provoking movie yeah, I mean, and also, like, I did have the talk, I'm like, you know, it, after that whole thing, because uh, part of my lineage is African slaves as well. Um, so, like, I had to have a talk about, you know, it's not even just people that look like them on the screen, you know, and I told the kids, you come from yeah, a proud... My family was slaves. My, yeah. The Irish side of my family was Irish slaves. And I looked at him like you have you have a proud side you have a proud uh you know African slave lineage in there and that's something you can have pride pride on, right. but we don't look like that. You don't have to. No. And that's something that can you know you can have as a focal point and as a you know as a relation point to this because I know sometimes it's hard, especially for the younger kids, to understand that. And when you're frankly as white as. Our family is. <laughs> we all look white, just FYI. No, um, as in appearance-wise. But... Oh, no, except Raul, but, you know, he, he's Raul. I mean, I've he's been working on my farmer's tan. I've been working on my tan. Totes. Totes. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's all about having that that conversation. And, and like with Wonder Woman, it's a tough conversation to have, but... It's it's an important conversation, conversation to have, right? Yeah. Regardless of whether you think there there are some parents out there, and I was talking at work about this last night, where it's just like, you know, is it about you know is it? It's easy to blow this off and say it's a movie, it's entertainment, blah blah blah, which is a, a good. That's not a high intelligent thing to to worry about, but yes, it is you know, a movie, or you can think of it as an art piece where 
with art, in, you know, it's thought-provoking and definitely encourages that conversation. And, and it's profoundly thought-provoking, hmm. especially how we live in this world. But let's face it, worldwide, there's a lot of turmoil, there's a lot of chaos, there's a lot of anger, there's a lot of racism, there's a lot of things being said that probably shouldn't, that we know shouldn't, but there's still people that'll say them. Hmm. And this touched on them in the 19, was it, yeah, 1982 is the book? 1984. 1984? Is it 84? Sorry. Yeah. Brother? Big brother. Yeah, yeah 1984. It's been a long time since I've read, you know, high school level books. I it's deal with been a while since 1984, yeah. too. Yeah, oh, yeah, 1984 was a great book. I was one. I was one. I was... There you go, I dated myself, everybody. But it put it into a satirical but realistic view hmm. and it did give us ways that as a whole if somebody would just be like hey look at that right the Chala statement you know instead of building walls fools uh, build walls fools this... do this real leaders do that you want to fix things do it this way I'm if fine. somebody would take into consideration that maybe these aren't just the words of some screenwriter but somebody that's actually genuinely given thought to everything going on we it could be formed into fixing problems as or, opposed to just continually creating them or referencing actual people and actual events going on in the world yep. um which that's the, that's the thing is that 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 message when he was speaking to the united uh the United Nations, basically. Yeah, yep. it was the United that, Nations. That it was that it, that it was time that we stopped looking at everything that technically separated us and acting on the fact that we are all the same tribe is pretty much my philosophy on the one quote-unquote easy way to fix a shitload of the problems in the world. And I, we are I, all human beings. We are all brothers and sisters of the same species. We all bleed the same damn color. I love the tie-in to to Captain America: Civil War, and I know yeah. that this movie stemmed from from that, but the interwaving elements seems very appropriate. And that movie came out in twenty blah blah. 2016? 2016. 2016, which was, I thought it was 2015, but I don't know, I don't know where I got that from. But that 20, when that movie came out, it was a very political time in the world as well. And coming this far to where we are now in 2018, it just seems like we're still having that same conversation. It's important conversation to have, and it's important to have check marks and as a person who has been on the internet to catalog everything that has happened between Captain America Civil War coming out and today being the 23rd of February you know it's it's very interesting to see 
the two movies, and I'm and in retrospect, whilst I was lukewarm on Captain America: Civil War, this is actually going to make me want to go back and see that movie to see what I think of it, knowing now what I didn't know back then. That's why retrospectives upon like movies and stuff like that are important, especially once you start building on the universe a little bit more. Um, you know, going back and maybe having a different light, being in a different mindset, going back and watching good movies that are good and not garbage like you thought they were. I um, just, <laughs> I have my, I have, ladies and gentlemen, I have my reasons for being, I still gave Captain America Civil War an eight or something like that. It was a good movie. Well, I just thought it was very I'm, overcrowded I'm for a also, Captain America. I'm more, I'm, I'm dragging on you by Spider-Man. <laughs> I'm talking about Captain America. To be Civil honest, War. Captain America: Civil War was an Avengers movie. Let's just be perfectly honest. Then that oh, was yeah. my that was my main problem with both of those movies. To be completely honest, more so Spider-Man: Homecoming than Captain America: Civil War. Um, but, and I think as not as tarnished as I am now, but as as jaded as I am now about those particular events that have happened between that time of uh, that time frame it'd be very interesting to go back and see if i can watch captain america civil war if it's available here if it's not i'll rent it or something it'll, it'll have to be up for rental by now um uh that's fucking uh i was gonna say it's on netflix and then i realized no it's not in there <laughs> nope <laughs> i think it's I, it might it, it it's available for rent at pro yeah no just kidding uh let's not turn into that ad <laughs> Let's not. Next, no. next, next Geek.io couch is a, a marathon of the MCU. Oh, dear God. <laughs> uh, can we skip over Spider-Man Homecoming, please? No, it is a good movie. You shut your mouth. Please. Hey, you know what's an even, you know what's an even better movie than Spider-Man Homecoming is Black Panther. The Room. Oh, Black Panther. Yeah, right. Like, I love Spider-Man Homecoming, but I think I like Black Panther more. Oh, Black oh, Panther's way better than Spider-Man Homecoming. There's not a question. That was not a question. But that's all I have to say. Um, yeah, I just wanted to make sure it specified that I was not shitting on Spider-Man Homecoming. No, <laughs> no, no I'm shitting on Spider-Man Homecoming. It is Dale being incorrect, just like Daryl is incorrect about Thor Ragnarok. Thor Ragnarok it's okay. a great movie. It's, uh, it's all right. You are entitled to your incorrect opinions. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Daryl, I know you're listening to this. Uh, humor me. Did you like Spider-Man: Homecoming? Insert <laughs> response yeah. here. Um. All right. So, should we go ahead and Tito this up? Uh, let's throw some trainees in the outback. Yes, indeed. For those who don't know, this is the trainees in the outback, which is our obligatory one to ten scale that you can do point fives on. Well, zero to ten scale. 0.5 to 10 scale that you can do 0.5 on, but you have to justify the bottom or the top half of the training in the outback. Ladies so, first. Let's so glad this is a reference that's been carrying on for the last six years. This is the first I've heard of it. What? So, yeah. for my long and short of it, because obviously, strong women characters, <clears throat> amazing messages throughout the whole movie. Entertained my children. Son more than daughter because she was just fucking squirrely. Smart ass female character in The Princess because, oh my god, 
I fear for my future. But at the same token, my daughter can turn into that kind of scientist. I'm perfectly okay with it. That this is going to get because there were a little couple little flaws, not major ones, not even ones that I really need to think I really think I need to bring up or discuss because it's just not worth it. Obviously, there was the one audio thing, but it was like it could have been any number of things. So, eh. right. It's getting a nine point five from me. All right. And top I don't care one. if it takes top or bottom because let's face it, either way there was some really good looking people in that movie and I would take the top or bottom of either of them. Uh, Carrie. Um, always first criteria, was I entertained? Obviously. Um, women treated well? Again, obviously. Um, one thing I was really hoping when Black Panther was first announced is that, you know black people would be in the forefront and they wouldn't try and shoehorn a bunch of awkward white people in for no reason. We only had two. African culture treated with reverence and love and respect. Extremely relevant message. And the cultural importance of this movie, not only calling out a message that we all need to hear right now, all of us for different reasons, but we all need to hear it. And to see pictures of groups of little black girls dressed up as the Dora Milaje, little black boys dressed up as Black Panther, another group of people, just like how I felt when I saw Wonder Woman, this whole group of people who can finally look at a superhero movie and see themselves on screen as not a caricature. Right. It gets a 10. All right. Boom. Um, yeah, I'll go next. Um, because, you know, I don't know why not. Um, <laughs> Sorry. I just love the fact that you're like, I'll go next because rump through time. Because yeah. I feel like it. Because I yeah, feel basically. like it. And it's my show, David. It's his show and he feels like it. Yeah, essentially. Uh, so... Like, I went through the second time watching this, and I went through and tried to fine tooth comb something to nitpick about. And the only thing I came back to nitpick about was that I could not watch more of anything in Wakanda for right now. I, on a deep and spiritual level felt so much going in this movie and can honestly say for a superhero movie this movie is so important and can go down with movies that you know like Malcolm X even that focus on you know a drastically underappreciated and underrepresented group. And to top it all off, it is just a sick as hell superhero movie. 
this is my favorite Marvel movie. And one of my favorite movies that I have ever seen. I break my rules on uh, gamer geeks every so often to Raul Chagrin, and I give mo- I give things like 11s and shit like that. I can't do that here because the Tito rating is reverent and is important, and it's getting a 12 from me. God, <laughs> oh, you can't. <laughs> it's my rating scale, so... Yeah. He has to. He only gives out 110, and he already gave it to Wonder Woman. No, that was last year. Exactly. <laughs> I'm, I think it's. I'm thinking it's still 2017. Don't mind me. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, too real. Uh, no, obviously it's 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 an easy easy ten. Um, yeah, it, there's no there's nothing I can say about it that is negative. Um, speaking of people who are probably going to say things negative, Dale, your turn. Hi. Um. Okay. Let me tell you a story. <laughs> I love the fact that I love the fact that it's like, um, love the fact that I say let's tell a story and CJ immediately laughs like it's going to be a funny romp through time. Uh, Ziggy Rages we'll in the th- chat says, uh, "To be fair, Black Panther is proper good and is by best the far the best Marvel movie." Uh, I don't, I don't think it's the best Marvel movie. But back to my story. Uh, now. I don't know, I only, I think a few people are aware of this, but in 2012, no, 2011, I graduated high school. I know, I'm young, insert jokes here. And then I was wondering what, what to do with myself. I had a, a kind of revelation, like I'm kind of like, I'm going to do something before I decide to, hun- you know, hunker down and then kind of set up the, the next phase of my kind of life. I had a I had a post high school life crisis. Either a I can go on a massive expensive holiday that I've been saving for 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 years, or I can spend that money on on helping somebody else. And I chose the latter. I went on a a six month volunteer placement in Vanuatu. For those people who don't know, Vanuatu is a an island a group of islands in the South Pacific. They're very very remote, they're very their their technology is not great. They're in the middle of the ocean. So I went volunteering there for six months at a elementary school. This movie hit me very personally because as a person who as a person who has been and I don't mean to make light of this but I'm going to because that's what I do being the being that white person in that environment is very impactful and the Vanuatu the the Vanuatuan culture is very similar to that of African culture they have very similar similar cultures and learning everything about their culture being welcomed into their homes they invited this person who they had never met prior to this into their houses 
There was me and there was a there was another person. We did this as a, as a pair. To learn about that culture was probably the the greatest thing I have done in my life so far. To to you know, it was a remote community, and to help someone for that extended period of time was is, is probably the greatest thing I've done in my life. So much self fulfillment, and I just. It was ex- excellent. This movie, I had a very similar experience to. I, to a lesser extent, granted, I didn't go to a remote island, but I went to, you know, I went to the movie theater. I had medium, low to medium expectations from what I, from rumblings I've been hearing here, about this movie, particularly here locally. And that's a whole nother separate podcast that I am willing to do because I want to rant about it for an hour and a half about that. Of why this movie got low ratings in Australia. But that's neither here nor there. I sat down for this over two hour movie and went on this cultural experience. It was fantastic to go, oh, I didn't know that, or this is very similar to this other culture that I've grown to know and appreciate. This movie gets a 10, hands down. I'm not gonna... I, I, would, I would love to give this movie a, a 900, but a 10 will do. And... 10 will do ya. <laughs> a 10 will do ya. But I hope that this sets the president... president, president, president. Or the president, you never know. No, I mean, I, w- I wish this would impact the president. <laughs> right? right Char- no, hell, just T'Challa for president. <laughs> <laughs> right? At 2020, it's coming up. But to go on another cultural adventure that I didn't think that I would ever ever go on a second cultural adventure. Yes, it's t- a two-hour movie, and yes, there are, there is more to learn. But just the simple fact of learning this culture is, is amazing to me. And I... And I can't wait to dig into it more and I hope there's more and I hope this sets things up for more more movies like this in the mainstream in the future I just burped pardon me awesome awesome there you go uh, that's story time with Dale oh that's that's good that's good uh Ro what you got alright I can't get too deep into movies because I mean I missed some references here, there. Did I enjoy the movie? Yes. Did I understand some of... I understood most of the uh, tones, most of the messages that that it was trying to portray. Strong women. Intelligent women. um, Honor. Growth. You had the the leader, Mumbak, come out and you think he's going to be like a villain like he's just going to come out and what's that drink what mumbaku or drink. Uh, I, I i know it's out at that time it's mubaku or mumbaku and there we go again mbaku there's there's no vowel there just mm. i like the method carries like oh here we okay. go again okay all right so he actually had more growth for a character than other characters that have a whole season. Yeah. 
What? Yeah. Okay. Like in, in a TV series, there's some characters that have no growth from episode one to episode 26. Or uh-huh. no development. They're the same cardboard cutout that they started out as. I'm, I'm totally yeah. following this conversation. Okay. But yeah, I can't speak bad about this movie. Because one, it sparks conversation, as Rachel was saying, with her kids. It shows it um, with with uh, Killmonger. It shows that he's he show he's telling them that where where were you guys when we had it rough? Mm. Not when we had it rough. We still have it rough, and he's it's just the extreme that he's going to to try and level the not just level the playing field but take it over I'm going to have to give it a uh, 10 boom odd that Rachel is the low one so far but we have one more Josh what you got I love this movie I mean yeah yeah I joke about the fact that it made boatloads of money on its opening weekend and it's one of my movies for the winter movie Smackdown. You still that, paid $900 for it, so you haven't made that much. It's not one of my boss fights, quit changing the number. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I could change it to the correct works episode. On the man of pool. Nope, it's pretty much just your thing at this point, I think. Right. Dale's young, Raul can't talk, uh, Rachel's mean, I'm stupid, and you just have numbers that fluctuate. What's what am I? Uh, you're Carrie. <laughs> you're the smart one. <laughs> you're the smart one. But I was I was really looking forward to this movie, and the fact that there are horrible, hateful people out there who were trying to sabotage its rating on a website. Oh my god! Shows you just how important it is to be a thing that exists in this year. Sorry for the headphone listeners, me doing that long F noise. But again, I could rant about an hour and a half about how Australians rated this movie very low, but we won't go there. And it, it really, like, like I mentioned a little previously, the core message of this movie about how it is past time that we stopped behaving as separate entities and started embracing the fact that we are is one of the one of the cornerstones of my soul basically I look at all of the the anger and the hatred and the violence that goes on in the world motivated by what they assume to be very good reasons but again it's only very good reasons based on the life that they had led up until that point, much like Killmonger. His, his extremism was motivated by his past, and there are, you know, people out there and there are cultures out there that have had, you know, decades to hundreds of years of feeling that they are justified in right in their decisions that are ultimately dumb. Hmm. There is no reason to hate someone based on the way their skin pigment manifests, based on geological location. There is no reason to hate someone based upon the faith they choose to subscribe to. 
on who they choose to love or don't love. There is so much stupid, pointless walls that we build for ourselves like fools. When we're all human beings, we are all homo sapien. We all have half of our chromosomes from one side of our family, half of our chromosomes from the other side of the family. We're not different at all. We are all one tribe of people on this planet, and so many things would start going so much better for us if we just embraced that fact and embraced each other. And that aside, back to my usual metrics of was I entertained? This movie was phenomenal. It did not feel like two hours at all. The pacing was smooth as butter. It The music was fantastic, and that's saying that as someone who generally doesn't care much for that style of music in terms of like, you know, the Kendrick Lamars and what have you, but it worked and it resonated and the traditional African music was gorgeous. The scenery, the costuming, everything about this movie just stunning. You know, we've been singing its praises for two hours, pretty much, and could probably go for a little while longer. Yeah. The the only the only minor little nitpick I have about this movie is that it needed more Maku. <laughs> He'll be back. He I'm, is, I'm sure. He is confirmed for he is confirmed for Infinity War. Oh yeah, we're gonna get a whole Yay. lot of Wakanda and Infinity War. Oh, uh, Infinity so Wars. Because they burnt all the plants. Yeah, I'm sure there's a we'll, we'll see what happens there. I mean, this this was a plant that supposedly came from a goddess, so... Yeah, yeah. and there, there's probably um, seeds in the... With the in plants. In the beginning, when he first went to the astral plane, they pulled out the entire plant. Where is that plant? Yeah, I'm sure this technology... There was technology one plant in her hand that she pulled out of the ground, roots and all, very carefully. Yeah, I did notice that. Huh. So... Yes, she took but, the flower from it, but... But where's the rest of the plant? Where's the rest of the plant? So, There's yeah. my thought! You're welcome. And the, the, that's, that's probably not going to be an issue, I, I agree. But yeah, just... Everything about this movie was so damn good. And... Like, it, it just made me want more. You know, I would love to be able to go to Wakanda. Or even to, the outreach centers. <laughs> right. You know, just... Oh. Yeah. So, that, so good. Yeah, that scene. When I when you told me you were going to bring me to California, I thought you were going to bring me to, like, Disney World or something. Right. Can we Disney please get a bonus scene of Princess Sherry at Disney World, please? <laughs> right? The, the DVD extra. But, yeah, just... When a movie so successfully and so beautifully presents a culture that myself, as a relatively normal average white guy feels envious you have done something spectacular and so yeah i'm i'm, I'm in the 10 boat as well i wish Nailed you could it. higher <laughs> it's it's so good nail it, it. <laughs> so 
good. I had the I had your ten and the yeah, and the, 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 the average is already labeled out because I'm like I know Josh is gonna give it a ten. I'm and I'm happy that's, that this... that's that's with me being Mr. Positive when it comes to stuff like this is I'm I'm relatively easy to please. You throw a giant robot on the screen and I'm giddy like a little kid. Oh, by the way, Josh, but I don't know I don't know if you had the same. I know I definitely know you the didn't have the same. Ready Player previous. One. No, no, we had the we had the trailer for Pacific Rim Two. I didn't oh, get a Pacific Rim no. 2 trailer, but... Uh, it was so good! I thought of you the I whole time. I'm like, really I hope Josh gets this trailer. I have a really bad feeling about Ready Player One, you guys. I have a really bad feeling about Ready Player I mean, One. Let's just point and out the fact that it's based out of Columbus, Ohio. I was going to say, it's yeah. not just because it's based out of Columbus, Ohio. <laughs> But Pacific Rim Two. I, I love that they, they frame it in such a terrible light, though. It's yeah, we like didn't. Columbus, Ohio, this desolate urban wasteland. It's like, yeah, that's yeah, about right. Much. That's about right. Yeah. I spent five years there. I can say that. Yep, that's about right. I'm trying to think of the trailers they that we got. They must have location. This looks like shit. Right. I know we got we got Pacific Rim Uprising. We got Infinity War. That one's that one seems. We didn't get an Infinity War trailer. We got Tomb Raider, which oh. that looks like hot garbage. Oh. oh, um, at at the at the theater that that I went to, the Alamo Draft House, um, hashtag not sponsored, but will be sponsored if if you contact us. Oh right. yeah, absolutely. I would love to have a sponsorship with the Alamo Draft House. Also, girl looking at you. What's up? <laughs> um. We had, um, uh, Oof. excuse me. Raul's illness has started to kick back in. Jazz must have gotten better. Jazz, Jazz must have woken up <laughs> right, and heard it, me it, butcher it, his it, intro. Right Wait, when I get sick, Jazz, Jazz is okay when Jazz gets sick. Oh, I don't, I'm nervous <laughs> about Jazz hearing the intro. <laughs> anyway. It's got to be so good. So at the very beginning, they have, please turn off your phones. You will mm. be asked once and then re, uh, if they continue to complain about you you get removed from the theater without a refund hmm. well they just had a single shot of chadwick uh Boseman <laughs> just like silent just like and then his sister comes up um sherry it's like what are you doing they Sorry? know <laughs> did he just, just call silent. her sherry I heard that too, but I was going to let I, it fly. I, I, I love Chadwick Bossman because he is the boss man. He's the king. Derek. Um, it looks like he's got a lozenge or something. So that's Actually, by a the way, while we're, talking about, while we're talking about what happened before the movie, we, I've been going to the movie theaters for this show for like five years now, and it's been the same first commercial in the pre-show. That commercial wasn't there. Oh, no! <laughs> so I'm like, I'm fully expected to do the music that comes on with that ad, like the royalty-free... Like the royalty-free... Da-da-da-da, yeah. Forest Gardens Pharmacy. Like, I'm not ready to do the dance that I do, and I didn't get to do it. But it was well, so like when, we, when we go to a regal cinema and Rachel Menudos has a different necklace on. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, no, I was ready to do the dance, I'm like, Dana. da Oh... Add for pillow talk. What's this doing here? That's okay. You can do the dance with us, Dale. <laughs> da, 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 da. All right. Speaking of dancing, <laughs> let's go ahead and wrap this baby. Oh, up. by the way, quick, quick, uh, one little note. One little note. Yep. Did anyone? Did anyone? The, the still in the uh, Korea speakeasy scene. 
I roared myself laughing for no reason at the... Oh, there's an entourage. You've got an entourage there with you. Uh, are you dropping a mixtape mix or something? <laughs> yeah, I'll send you yeah, my you SoundCloud, SoundCloud link. SoundCloud link. <laughs> As a person who follows the Billboard Hot 100 and sees week after week SoundCloud trap rap hit the charts, I roared myself laughing. Sorry. I love Claw's goofiness and I'm sad when I, I just love that he had this, you know, almost priceless artifact tucked in his dick. Yep. <laughs> I was gonna get a, you know, nice box, but eh. well, save some money. Save some money. Don't make me listen. One of my, one of my favorite minor good. scenes from that movie was was the. the... Oh, you can tell me that makes more vibranium too. I'm just feeling it. That's a call out to Killmonger's comic book uh, outfit. Yeah, the, I, that... I figured it was. It was just, it it, it was so simple, but it's like. It gives you such a nice slice of his character right there. Yep. Uh. All right. So you can listen to us live Thursdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific, Fridays at 1 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time at twitch.tv slash geekio show. If you want to get a hold of us, you can do so. Geekio show gmail.com. Uh, put Black Panther in the subject line for this. Uh, Twitter, Facebook, both uh, slash geekio show. You can even give us a call and leave us a voicemail. It's 727-489-4335. That is 727-489-GEEK. We also now have a Discord. You can join in the fun and festivities even when we are not on the air at geek-io.net slash Discord. And also remember that you can support this show and everything that we do on the Geekio Network by heading over to patreon.com slash geekio. That'll get you a private room in the Slack channel, uh, master feed of all the shows, and so much more. Hey, Josh. Hey, CJ. What <laughs> we got going on next week, man? Next week on the Geekio Show, from the reanimation, I mean studios, <laughs> President Nick Shaw and lead actor Osric Chow. Yeah. So we actually uh, struck something up with those guys. That's yeah, fantastic. We did. Yeah, mm-hmm. we did. Oh, like, absolutely. We don't have. We don't have. They. These guys. Reached now out to me. it's time uh, for. <laughs> these guys reached out to me uh, via geekioshowgmail.com and said, "Hey, we'd love to come on." Mentioned anime otaku show, but we don't really have guests on them. But <laughs> we got them on here. I'm so happy. And now I'm gonna do this because this is more fun to do this way because Dale freaks out less when I put a spin on it. I'm gonna oh, spin the random effect dial and oh, land no. on here, and we're gonna press this button. Now it's time for <laughs> the Dale <laughs> Smackdown update. I'm the shitter. Gentlemen, Dale in an empty auditorium. <laughs> I'm in the shitter. <laughs> I just literally spun my effects wheel, and that's what it landed. No, uh, high school locker room. Yeah. Mm. Uh, we got two weeks left, y'all. We got two weeks left. This SmackDown will never end. Uh, no, because movies still get pulled <laughs> like right before they're released. By the way, that says a lot for The War with Grandpa. <laughs> Which you paid $26 for. I forgot about that. I don't know why. You were blocking. I. It was right before. I think it was... It was, ro- it was called before so. Black Panther. No. Yeah. No, it was the last movie because we got oh, chronologically. That's right. 
It's the last movie. So I think it was just me dicking around. No, no, no. It was because it was like uh, one of you guys, one of you assholes had like twenty five dollars. I'm like, I'm just gonna uh, buy yeah. it and get this over with because we've been doing it for three hours. Already. By the way, by the way, <laughs> Carrie's not an asshole, and yes, it was Carrie with twenty five dollars. I remember now. Yeah. <laughs> if you if you are trying to outbid me in that show, you are an asshole. <laughs> Apparently. I am incredibly, I am incredibly you... uh, competitive for this thing for somebody who has never won one. You have. I have never won this game. You've never won this game. I, I keep never that. won this game. Not once. I've won it Not three a times. single time. Have oh I never, I have never won this game. Three times. <laughs> and I'm, so I'm coming for you this Browns, summer. You have a perfect season. Exactly. I'm, I'm coming for you this season, by the way. I'm, I'm, I'm uh, so we have w. ending run, uh, Peter Rabbit, 50 Shades Freed, and the 1517 to uh, Yuma, uh, Paris. Um... Black Panther entering the second week, uh, opening this week, Annihilation, which is Jeff's wild card, and Every Day, which is sure to be a roaring, rip-roaring, uh, comic-filled jump through Nicholas Sparks' psyche and weird Nick Philip K. When, Nick, when Nicholas Sparks writes a Philip Day Dick K. Dick novel, we get Every Day. And <laughs> Grandpa... The war with Grandpa was pulled two days before it fucking launches. Mm-hmm. I loved where that sentence <laughs> well, went, though. You know, Grandpa's a little bit at war with himself. He needs a few more days to talk to Grandma about that whole thing. Yeah, the, it's been thrown into TBD uh, loophole, but very excited for yeah. the summer to kick back up because I've missed playing. <laughs> Just heads up. Um, so we have uh, Jeff still in first place, where he will may he long wait, may his reign be long and terrible. With $34.0 million, Carrie is in second place with an impressive uh, inaugural showing at $26.5 million. <sighs> Bud Long is in third with $23.8 million. Raul is in fourth with eighteen point seven. Josh kicking up a little bit to $17.2 million because of Black Panther. And I am in my proper place with $16 million. I really uh, want to see if you have... I swear you've won one of these. I've never won not one I can't, there was one year that I was super close because Transformers made a shit ton of money and nobody else wanted it so I got it for like nine dollars <laughs> so like that year I came so close to winning I know I, I know there's a like, dock somewhere yeah. something so, yeah, yeah, yeah. there was a giant uh, vibranium mech in this movie uh, don't <laughs> tease me that would have had Josh leaving stains in the chair what are you talking about <laughs> I, I mean, let's I be thought fair. the rhino Especially... was mechanical. Like, I wonder if that's good enough for Josh. The rhinos were great, don't get me wrong. Would have been better if the, some armored monkeys had shown up, but... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, especially considering vibranium is a sound-based metal. You give me a sound-based giant robot, and yeah, there would have been some stains. <laughs> CJ, I just looked at the facts, Doc. You've lost twice, and now it's going to lose three times. Dude, I told you, I've never won this and I have been in last I... place more times than I can count. And that's just not, that's not all of them, by the way. That's not all of them, because remember, Bud Long has won this like six times or some bullshit. No, like, he that's, this is all of them. This is all of them. Because Bud Long was reigning supreme until you decided to do your weird voodoo magic. Right. I didn't do anything, right? American you public have done magic. all the work for me. So, all right. Uh, my prediction is Josh is going to get into fourth place before the end of this, and other than that, we're that this is where we're ending. 
maybe third, depending. Well, no, there's still there's already a drop off of Black Panther, so I'm guessing fourth place for Josh. Man, I'm trying to. I'm going back through the dock now. This is so good. We'll talk about that in a couple of weeks after this is off. So yeah, um, yeah. I'll get that updated right, and so, get that out. Um, do you want to know what happened this week on the? Yeah, what happened this week on the Geek Out Network? <laughs> oh, generic live show takes a trip back to 1951 and discovers the greatest man of all time. Dick Button! Dick Button! Button! Dick Buttons! Oh, yeah! Buttons! Dick Buttons! On on the... (laughs) The party enjoys... (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry! Okay, alright. On the mana pool this week, CJ, I'm sorry! That's all I, I should have. Like a big old tank. But we enjoyed some entertainment at, at the inn. That's right, yeah. we did. We, we grabbed yeah. some food. Yeah. We drank some Calabras food. went over to the Coliseum. We drank some um, In the evening, Kai and Amy go to the observatory. And Kai does something interesting. I'm sorry! <laughs> I'm not. He's what was it? You're welcome <laughs> and sorry. You're welcome yeah. and sorry. Oh my god, I'm not looking forward to getting emails. Uh, oh, going to. It's starting. It's oh, going to start this started. week. <laughs> and so, then, oh, go ahead, Carrie. I was going to say, and then next week, I think, is when we answer the first email. Yes. Yes. So, throughout the show, we in the chat room have been adding titles to our amazing BioCow created. Geek, geekioshow.showbot.tv and this is the part where Carrie embarrasses herself by reading our stupid shenanigans. Out we of- don't have we don't have a lot this uh, episode just because we were probably all too busy being serious. Uh, gushing. <laughs> um, so there's I remembered the pre-to- pre-show text. Episode 221 Rant and Review of Bright. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of like that a lot. I t- I turned up to the wrong show, and then the cops showed up. <laughs> and sorry, Dale had it all wrong. Twenty seventeen, a random beep. You got your beep in my movie. F you, Tony Stark. Delete that footage. Never stop. Never stop gushing. And vibranium plated ri- battle rhinos, and tucked in his dick. I kind of like the link. I had there just my medium battle rhinos tucked in his dick. I kind of like your yeah. You're welcome and sorry. Because it ties around at the end. Oh man, Uh, this was a great show, you guys. (laughs) And it wasn't okay. By the way, I effed up the episode number. It's actually episode two thirty-three. I effed it up when I said that too. I read it off of the sli- uh, off of the uh, Twitch channel, so I think I said it right at the beginning of the show. No, because damn it, because uh, I, I I took it off of the the uh, uh, Dale Dale yeah, Dale. Not. You have failed this city again, Dale. That was my fault. Uh, it's either oh. episode two two one, right? Which would be weird to write because it'd be like the Geeko Show episode two thirty three, episode two twenty one, rant review of Bright. In which we rant review Black Panther. <laughs> which we rant review Black Panther. Yay! It's a You're bright well- idea. Yeah. 
Oh, you're welcome and sorry got picked up there. You're welcome and sorry. <laughs> All right. Uh, so rip the war with Grandpa and rip the rest of the show. We'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. <laughs> Bye. 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 Because it's shonen bullshit. You know what? No. You get water buffalo. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, my name is Water Buffalo, and I hope you've enjoyed this GK Media Network production. Copyright 2018, you see how that works? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>